You know, over 2,000 years ago, Jesus was put to death. He lived on this earth, and he was put to death by way of a cross, and he rose again. But uh, a few thousand miles west of when all that was going on, there was a group of people called the Frisians, and they had discovered a new land, and they named this land the Netherlands. And uh, this land was a land that was previously unoccupied. And they went and they set up home in this land. And they built houses and they made communities. And, uh, and then suddenly started discovering as they were building homes and setting up life in this new land that there was a problem. And the problem was, this, was that the that, west um, of the Netherlands was a sea called the North Sea. And the North Sea uh, was this uh, ferocious sea, or is this ferocious sea that has lots of storms that come. And what they discovered was that storms from the sea would come and start to flood their land. And so the land that they lived in, the land that they had, their homes and their towns, was suddenly started to be flooded. Land that was meant for farming and to be lived on was continually under threat from the North Sea. And they tried to fight against it. They built things called dams, and the Dutch called them dikes. And they built these things to stop the water coming in. But it never really was successful. And in 1287, that was like hundreds of years before the United States was ever created. In 1287, these dikes dramatically failed when a huge storm hit the west coast of Holland. And the result was that the country was flooded, ultimately changing the the map. And there was a whole new bay that was created because of this flood. And land that was once housed, the house to many, were homes to many, were now no more. There was no more land. And so they struggled through this. And then in 1916, another huge storm hit and it caused more flooding. And more land was lost. At this point, the Dutch people had just had enough. And they decided they were going to reclaim their land from the North Sea. So what they did, they built this 19-mile dam. They called it a dike. It was like a seawall. And they called it the Closing Dike. And then when water would try to get in, they used windmills to pump the water out. As the 20th century came on and technology got better, they started to use electricity. And then they eventually used diesel to pump the water out. Uh, and this was a huge success. And, and it started to hold the water back, hold the north back. It was so much a success that they started to build more dikes. And the result was a new land was formed. And it was known as reclaimed land. In 1986, there was a new province of Holland that was named. And it was a new territory, and it was called Felloland. And they declared it a new territory because once it was land that they once lived on, the North Sea had come and overcome the land and flooded the lands. And now they had claimed the land back, and now the land was good to live on once again. And today, approximately 27% of people living in Holland live below sea level without fear of being flooded because they built these dams and these sea walls. And then 
about 60% of the people who live in Holland live on land which is known as reclaimed land. Land that once was underwater but now has been reclaimed and is now livable. And these people in Holland, they have life and able to live because they went to war and fought against the North Sea. You know, the word reclaimed means to bring something back, to restore it to its natural state, to restore it so that it can live again. This stage behind me is a brand new stage uh, design that happened this week. And this, uh, this wood that you see was ready to be burned, ready to be destroyed, but we reclaimed it. Like, we're good recyclers. We reclaimed it. At the center of this wood is a cross. And this cross has been formed also out of reclaimed wood. But this cross speaks of everything that is reclaimed. For Jesus gave up his life on a cross to reclaim your life. You know, over 2,000 years ago when Jesus walked this earth, uh, the Roman Empire had invaded most of the known world. And their laws had, were, were in place in most of the known world. And the Roman Empire had strict law. And the law was this, if seriously broke the law of the land, they were not a Roman citizen, they would be sentenced to death, and often death by way of a cross. A cross was basically two large pieces of wood, one being a main structure, one being a cross wood, that were tied together. And they would take a criminal, and they would put the criminal on the cross, they would tie him to the cross, and often they would put nails through their wrists and through their legs. Sometimes uh, that they, they would come and they would break people's legs so that people could not lift themselves up on the cross. You see, the way, the way that you died on the cross was out of losing breath out of your lungs. What would happen is you would, you would hang there and your lungs would start to work overtime because there was no muscles that were keeping your body together. And every time you would breathe, your lungs would contract and would contract a little less every time. And people would hang there for days. Eventually, they would lose their breath. And so they would cut, the Romans would come and break their legs so that they couldn't lift themselves up so their lungs could get more breath. And that was the way that they died on a cross. It was a cruel and long way to die. And eventually their lungs would give away. This was a humiliating way to die. And it was left for the lowest of the low. The lowest of society. People who people did not like. People who were ridiculed in society. The cross was left for them. And so Jesus, as he walked this land, he he declared that he was the son of God. And the Jewish leaders wrongly accused Jesus of blasphemy against God. They demanded that the Romans hang Jesus by way of the cross. The man who had never sinned, Jesus. The man who had never done any wrong was going to now be hung along with other commoners on a cross and he was going to be humiliated. And then Jesus, he was put on the cross and he was left to die. And as he left to die, he shouted, it is finished. And then he gave up his life and he died. 
They didn't even need to come and break Jesus' legs because Jesus gave up of his own life. He was taken down from the cross. And for those of you, I'm sure you know the story. He was taken down from the cross on a Friday night. He was put in a tomb. And then he was in the tomb on a Saturday. And then on Sunday morning, two ladies went to the tomb where Jesus had been buried. One was named Mary Magdalene. Another was also called Mary. And they got to the tomb. And this is what they discovered. If you have your Bibles, you can turn to Matthew chapter 28. Matthew chapter 28. We're going to read verses 5 to 7. As they got to the tomb, there was this angel that appeared to them, this huge, big, bright, shining angel. And the angel spoke to the woman and they said, don't be afraid. I don't know about you, but if I saw a big, old, huge angel, I'd probably be a little afraid. It wasn't like some little Cupid coming out with a little harp. You know, saying, don't be afraid. It was like a big angel, like, roaring, don't be afraid. And so they're they're, they're there, and, and then the angel says this, I know that you are looking for Jesus, who was crucified. The man who was put on a cross, died on a cross. The angel says this in verse 6, he isn't here. He is risen from the dead, just as he said it would happen. Come and see where his body was laying. So Mary had gone to visit the tomb. The reason she went to the tomb, she went to grieve. She also went with some spices to anoint his body so his body wouldn't decay as quickly as dead bodies decay. And she got to the tomb and she realized that the tomb was empty and Jesus was not there. Jesus had gone and the angel came and says, He's not here. He's risen from the dead. And then uh, the story goes on and and she looks behind her and she thinks it's a gardener. But really it's actually Jesus. Not a dead Jesus, but a resurrected Jesus. A Jesus who is alive. The story goes on for the next 40 days that Jesus starts to appear to his disciples. Some of them don't even believe that it's Jesus. And they have to touch the nail prints in his hands and see his scars. And they start to see that Jesus, who once was dead, is now alive. One of Jesus' youngest disciples, his name was John. John outlived all the other disciples. And later in John's life, when John just hasn't got a few years left to live, Jesus once again appears to John. And this is what Jesus said when he appeared to John. It's found in Revelation chapter 1, verses 17 and 18. John says this, when I saw him. When I saw Jesus, I fell at his feet as if I were dead. But he, being Jesus, laid his right hand on me and he said, don't be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am the living one. I died. Remember, Jesus died on the cross. But Jesus says, I died. But look, I am alive forever and ever. And I hold the keys of death and the grave. So Jesus was basically telling John that day that I died on the cross, that day that I gave of my life up, 
This is what happened. I went into the very pit of hell. I went into a place called Hades. And I went and I took the keys of death and the grave. You see, what had happened was sin had come into our lives and overcome our lives. See, originally the whole plan was that man was not supposed to die. Man was supposed to live forever. But sin had come in and overcome our lives. And when it did, it destroyed our lives. It meant an end to our lives because the Bible tells us that the penalty or the punishment for sin is death. It's death. And this is what Jesus was telling John that day. Jesus said, John, don't be afraid. Because I have the keys of death and the grave once again. I died so I can go and get victory over death and the grave and take the keys of that. And the one who holds the keys is the one who is in control. And Jesus was saying, I have control over death and the grave. And then a few years before Jesus revealed himself to John, Jesus revealed himself to a man called Paul. Many called him the Apostle Paul. And this is what Paul had to say about that day that Jesus died on the cross. It's found in Colossians chapter 2, verses 13 to 15. Paul says, you were dead because of your sins. And because of your sinful nature was not yet cut away, meaning you still had sin in your life, then God made you alive with Christ. For he forgave all of your sins. He canceled the record of the charges against us and he took it away by nailing it to the cross. In He disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. This is what Paul was saying. He said that because of the sins in your life, you are the walking dead. You are on death row. You were having this life, but the ultimate end of this life would be death. But Paul says this, but God has forgiven you Of those sins. He's forgiven you of those sins. No matter what those sins are. Paul is saying God has forgiven you. Of those sins. In in fact. It says that through Jesus. Who is the one who holds the keys of death. And the grave. You now can have life. Once where there was death. Now there is life. In fact. Because of the sins that you had committed, there was a long list of, uh, of, of different charges against you. And the judgment against you was death. And this is what Jesus did. That day when he died on the cross, he took those charges. He took them out of your hand and he went up to the cross and he nailed them to the cross. And he forgave you of your sins. He won a victory that day over sin. He won a victory over death. He won a victory over the grave. That day, he hung on the cross. This is what Jesus did. And this is what the cross means. 
Jesus used the cross to reclaim your life from sin and death. You see, this is what the cross all means. What had happened in your life, there was a sea. Like the North Sea in Holland that had come and overcome the land, there was a sea in your life. It was called the Sea of Sin. Maybe for some of you it's called the Sea of Pain. Maybe for others it was the Sea of Regrets or the Sea of Separation from God. Maybe for some of you it's a Sea of Rebellion because you would turn your back on Others, it was the sea of selfishness or the sea of death or the sea of grief or the sea of bondage or maybe it was the sea of addiction. Maybe some of you, it was the sea of a broken marriage or a a broken home. Maybe some, it was the sea of lost passions and lost dreams. But there was a sea like the North Sea that had come and invaded Holland. There was a sea that had come and invaded your life. It was like a storm had come and flooded the land of your life. And now your life, which was meant for so much purpose in life, it was meant to be fulfilling, now had become useless, had become broken. Your life now had become so empty and there was a void in your life. Because this sea had come and covered your life. Where once there was life, now this sea had come and brought death. Yet Jesus, Jesus, on that cross, when Jesus died, he hung there and he declared and he shouted out with almost his last breath. He said, it is finished. I ask you today, what is finished? This is what's finished. The dam, the sea wall is finished. Because Jesus, through the cross, he built a wall so that the sea of sin, the storms of life, could no longer destroy your life. This sea could no longer come and just overtake your life because the cross had been built. Instead, Jesus took hold of the keys of sin, death, and the grave, and he overcame sin. He began to reclaim your life so that you could live once again. And now this is your story. It's your story, a story of a reclaimed life. It's a story of salvation. It's a story of taking what was old, what was used, what was worn out, what was good for nothing. And it's a story of transforming your life into something that is clean, that is pure, that is holy, and that is wonderful. All because of what Jesus did that day when he hung on the cross. Because today you have a story. And it's a story of a reclaimed life. What was once good became death. And now it's living again because of the cross 